Good morning. Welcome to Frontline Worship Center. Welcome, everybody. Was I welcome you. Let's welcome the Holy Spirit. He's what makes worship worship. Hmm. You know, I don't know about you, but in my life, I've been... My heart is just keeps getting more and more tender before the Lord. And I'm feeling a lot more of his emotions. If you haven't experienced God as a person, then when you do begin to experience him, you'll experience he has emotions. He actually has feelings. And he feels very strongly for people. And he feels very strongly for us. But oftentimes in worship, there'll be these moments where just really capture his heart. And I'm a feeler anyway, born and raised a feeler. But uh, the worship is just getting sweeter, right? As, as I fall more and more in love with his presence. And experiencing how much he feels and what he feels. Like his, you know, the man is acquainted with sorrows, is how Isaiah talked about him. He's a man acquainted with sorrows. I can understand that a little bit more now. His heart is just so tender. And in his kindness, his compassion just flows out of him. And as I've become more and more acquainted with his kindness and his compassion, it just changes my time with him. You know, sometimes it's a, a formal worship time. Other times it's just me doing my work and suddenly I just feel his heart for something. You know how when you're at work and you're kind of daydreaming, maybe you're thinking about somebody, maybe a friend or a family member, or maybe somebody that considers you an enemy. And then suddenly the compassion of God just comes and it's like just lands on you or it erupts inside of you. It's so good. Because we get to feel his heart for people. And when you begin to feel the heart of God for people and you let your own heart respond like his does, there's just a sweet worship that happens. really thankful that I get to work from home in this season because that allows me to cry a lot and just have tears and that's beautiful it's really necessary these aren't even sad tears these are just wow your presence is so good Jesus we welcome you in this place stand with me and begin to on your own invite him tell him how much he means to you respond so well to your heart of affection for him he loves to hear he loves to see how much you love him in the capacity of your own heart let him fill you up this morning and make you overflow 
He delights in you. He delights over you with singing and dancing. He's excited. Our Father's excited. Very excited. Holy Spirit, we welcome you to come closer. Come closer, Holy Spirit. We love you. You know, this time of worship also allow this to be a time where the Holy Spirit can bring conviction to your heart. Areas of your life that are out of control or maybe you're really, really trying hard, you know, to do better. Let them bring conviction to those areas where maybe you've allowed excuses to come in. Then turn those excuses into a surrender so that your heart can flow more freely so that refreshing can flow more freely because the word of God says out of the innermost part of your being flows rivers of life living water it's the same living water that flows from the throne of heaven that flows right out of the land tries to roll over my bones when sorrow comes to steal the joy I own when brokenness and pain is all I know I won't be shaken I won't be shaken when darkness when darkness tries to roll over my bones when sorrow comes, steal the joy I own. When brokenness and pain is all I know, oh, I won't be shaken. I won't be shaken. My fear doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love. My fear doesn't stand a chance when I stand.
takes that thing just way out to the sea and it's out there forever and you never have to pull it back you never have to put it in your hands again your hands are free my fear doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love my fear doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love my fear doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love oh fear has no chance oh fear doesn't stand a chance when I stand in your love out of grave there's resurrection power that can save because there's power in the name of Jesus
falling down in worship to sing the song of ages to the Lamb. And all who've gone before us and all who will believe will sing the song of ages to the Lamb. As your name is the highest, your name is the greatest, your name stands above them all, above all thrones and dominions, all powers and positions, your name stands above them all, and the angels cry.
Come a little closer, Jesus. Come a little closer, Jesus. I want to be with you, close to you. Presence is
rise, Lord, like incense. Lord, let it rise, let it rise, Lord, let it rise. Yes, church, this morning, let's lift our gaze. Let's lift our gaze to our creator, our lover, our deliverer, our God. He is almighty. He is all powerful. We lift our gaze this morning to you, Lord. We lift our gaze knowing that you are high and lifted up. You are high and lifted up. You are mighty. You are powerful, Lord. We lift our gaze this morning. We worship you, Holy One. We worship you because you are high. You are high. You are high. You are high. So we lift our gaze. Yes, Lord. Lift the gaze of my soul this morning, Lord. Lift the gaze of my soul this morning. That my mind, my will, my emotion, my spirit, my body would gaze upon the mighty one. Would gaze upon the mighty one. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Jesus. Yes, Jesus. <laughs> well, we thank you, Lord, this morning for being with us. We thank you, Holy One, that as we continue to commune with you this morning, that our eyes and our gaze are on you, Jesus. They are on you, Lord, because you are high and lifted up. And we celebrate that this morning today as your church, as your bride, that we have come together, Lord, to recognize who you are and who we are in you. And Father, we just thank you, Lord. We thank you that you are so faithful so faithful, Lord, to meet us, to come and to be among us, Lord, this morning, that your Holy Spirit would continue to bring forth the cry of your heart this morning, that we would be able to have ears to hear, Father, and listen and receive what you have for us, Lord. So we thank you, Holy One. We thank you, we thank you, and we thank you. In Jesus' name, we thank you, Lord. Well, I just want to read with you this morning a portion of scripture as we prepare to partake of the elements for communion. Uh, you can find them close to your seats or chair. Um, and as we, um, as we remember who, who, uh, who the Lord is and what Jesus did for us, I just uh, want to read from Romans eight, uh, chapter 8, and I'm going to be reading from the Passion Translation. Uh, starting in verse 14. The mature children of God are those who are moved by the impulses of Holy Spirit and do not receive the spirits of religious duty, leading you back into the fear of never being good enough. But you have received the spirit of full acceptance, enfolding you into the family of God. And you will never feel orphaned, for as he rises up within us, our spirits join him in saying the words of tender affection, beloved Father, or Abba, as we are more familiar with. For the Holy Spirit makes God's fatherhood real to us as he whispers into our innermost being. As he whispers into our innermost being, 
This morning, the Lord is whispering into our innermost beings, you are God's beloved child. And since we are his true children, we qualify to share all his treasures, for indeed, we are heirs of God himself. And since we are joined to Christ, we also inherit all that he is and all that he has. We will experience being co-glorified with him that that we provided that we accept his sufferings as our own. So this morning as I was reading this portion of scripture once again, just in this translation, you know that we don't need to be led back into the fear of never being good enough, but that we receive the spirit of full acceptance this morning, recognizing that once we say yes to Jesus, that we are we are his children that we are uh, we are accepted fully we are adopted into his love and that we will continue to have revelation of that continuously in our relationship with him that the fear of the lord that the fear of the lord has to be greater than any fear and we can fill in the blank for ourselves that the fear of the lord has to be greater than my fear of XYZ, it doesn't matter really because the fear of the Lord has to be greater than that in my life. And as we lay ourselves before Him, what brings that fear of the Lord is continually humbling ourselves, saying, You are Lord, you are Lord, you are King, you are the Lord of my life, you are the Lord of my life. And I come under that lordship. I come under that kingship. I come under that mighty hand of God to say, Lord, have your way in me. Have your way in me. Then I can receive and actually live out that full acceptance in my heart and in my life. Because I'm trusting that your word says that I'm fully accepted in you and that you whisper continuously into the innermost being that I am a child of God. When we come to Jesus, when we come to Jesus and believe that he is King of kings and Lord of lords, how sweet it is. Oh, how sweet and powerful it is to know Jesus, to know Jesus and to live in that place of revelation of who he is and who we are because of him. Because of him. Because of him. I am a child of God. (laughs) Because of what he did. Because of who he is. Because of who he has been. I am a child of God. Not because of what I can do, what I have done, how cool or grandiose I think I am. The fear of the Lord continuously needs to remind us, beloved, that it is because of who He is, because of who He is. And as a kid, I come under it. I live under it. I lay my life under it, under it. I lay my life under it because of who he is. I thank you, Lord. 
oh, this morning and that heart and in that spirit and that revelation to desire to humble ourselves and gaze upon him and gaze upon the almighty, gaze upon the mighty one, the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. Lord, that we offer these elements to you that you would bless them, that you would bring that revelation as we step into this act of worship and communion with you. That as we take the bread, the, we recognize your body broken for us. And as we take of the drink, that we recognize that your blood was shed for us. And that we are fully accepted because of because of who you are. We thank you, Lord. Thank you, Holy One. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord. peace and joy it brings to know who you belong to. What peace and joy it should bring to us to know who we belong to, church. Thank you, Lord. Uh, We're going to ask Jamie to come up and share a little bit about Tuesday um, of what happened towards the, during the prayer and worship time. Do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> um, as Jamie is coming up here and gathering her thoughts since we just asked her. I just want to continue to highlight uh, 24-7 prayer coming March the 3rd through the 10th. So please continue to save those dates for, um, for you to be able to connect in as we have worship and prayer 24-7 that week. And then also, if you are a frontline parent or teacher and or teacher, an email went out to you uh, on Friday just with some updates and some information, some save-the-date reminders for the summer. If for some reason you're a teacher or a parent and you did not receive that, please let me know. Otherwise, that should be in your email inbox with more details. We had Lighthouse Prayer recently, um, and it was just a beautiful night of, of intercession that we, um, those of us who were able to join the Zoom call that night, and it really developed, and there was a point where um, we brought up an issue of, of anti-human trafficking, and so we were praying into that and just being led by Holy Spirit in the Lord that night. It just get, kept getting deeper and deeper and more intense, and um, and Pastor Mary Pat at one point was even sensing in, from the Holy Spirit um, certain things that were actually happening right, right at that time that we were praying into. It was absolutely beautiful. It was extremely powerful. And, and the Lord, I believe, really took us to a place where we were staring 
the enemy in the face and saying, go now in Jesus' name into the very places where darkness likes to hide in the very shadows um, of the night. And so we were releasing angels and it was absolutely powerful, absolutely beautiful and remarkable. And so we always trust the Lord in those times of intercession that he is actually doing what he says he'll do, what his word says he'll do because he's faithful. And so days later, um, we found out through the news that in a place uh, in, in the up north in Broadview Heights, there was a, a sting operation that took place and busted a massage parlor. Those of you who know what that means and who would be there working um, and would be exploited, that was happening there. And those women were rescued. And uh, the darkness was brought into the light. The Lord exposed that. And so it's so amazing and so encouraging to hear about that because we literally were praying those very things, the strategic things um, that the Lord put on our heart took place and I'm sure mounted up throughout the week by the time they got to that location and those women were set free. So I just, amen to that first and foremost, that God would do that, that he moved powerfully, that people that were, were enslaved in such a way, um, we trust and are now praying that they're seeing his light. Those that would be perpetrators are seeing his light. They're brought into his marvelous light and they're going to be saved as, as uh, she was praying Romans eight, that that would be their portion that they step into the, um, being children of God, amen. So these times that we have for Lighthouse Prayer, they're not, um, they're not small. It's really big in the spirit. And so consider yourself one of those people in this house as, as we carry that mantle of being intercessors. The Lord calls us to that. And so I'm, I just look forward to all these times we have together, be it fire and wind, be it Lighthouse, be it anytime corporately. God moves, and he's, he's just so amazing, and um, I'm humbled by that. So... Thanks for joining in. Keep joining in and keep coming and adding your prayers. Amen? Amen. We're going to have Pastor Mary Pat come. <laughs> Jesus. Good morning. And before anybody, before anybody leaves to go to class, I just want to show you something up here in I am so touched this morning by the scriptures that were read and the worship that we've sung and exalted the Lord. I'm really encouraged by that for all of us. I believe the Lord is speaking very clearly. He may have been putting Romans 8 on many hearts this week. Mine is one of them. I did not know Cynthia was going to go through that. In the Passion Translation, it is so amazing. But years and years ago, at the very beginning of my spiritual walk, I memorized uh, Romans 8, and it wasn't in the passion that didn't exist. And it has stuck with me all these years. And I want to highlight very quickly before we release everyone um, a few verses dealing with this very picture that I also saw this week, and it just so touched Pastor Bill and I. And I want you to see this because many times, and this is for the young, this is for those who aren't so young, that the Lord wants us to know that many times, when we're going through our life, the accuser of the brethren comes to really knock us out and knock us down. Jesus, our Redeemer, does just the opposite. But he wants us to hold fast to this. And if we don't, if we can't, don't, won't, or haven't, then we are fair game for the enemy, okay? Because the enemy is looking for landing strips in us. And you can take that up when the kids go upstairs or the teens go upstairs as well. This is very important. Because shame, guilt, fear, condemnation lurk 
and looking for a landing strip inside of us. So grab this really quickly. I want to read a couple of verses in Romans 8 in the NASB and then release everyone. So one moment. No, can you put the picture back up, please? So there's a picture of us living in the past. <laughs> and the Lord is saying, that's not who you are. And the accuser of the brethren says, oh, yes, you are. And I'm going to make sure that you're down on your nose, in your nose groveling around. It's just not true. And then the enemy tries to steal, kill, and destroy because we have not really understood this when we've made a step towards Jesus. It says, when people bring up your past, tell them, Jesus dropped the charges. Now, this is when we have stepped in and go, yep, that's who he is. I belong to him. I have repented before him, and I'm going forward. So it's a, a place in the spirit where our mind is renewed. Don't judge me by my past. I don't live there anymore. Okay, can you take that? Look at this. Stare at this picture. Just tell yourself, I don't live there anymore. The enemy wants us to live there and wants us to stay there and doesn't want us to walk in freedom God gives. But I love this picture. Let it go right into your, your, the heart of your thinking here, the heart in your head and your actual heart, both, because that's where God renews us. Because the Lord says, don't judge me by my past. I don't live there anymore. Is a place in the spirit that we come to when we have surrendered to Jesus. If we don't surrender and we mess around with that, the enemy is very, very smart, but Jesus is wise. So look at this. Look at there's an open window and there's a place that's not your home anymore. I don't live there anymore. I have a new beginning. And that's what Cynthia was reading to us in Romans 8. This is who you are. Okay, so if we can put up the NASB very quickly, there are a few verses I want you to see. <clears throat> So what does all this mean? Okay, we are looking at, um, yeah, 31. What does all this mean? If God has determined to stand with us, tell me, if you can back up, what then shall we say to these things if God is for us, who is against us? In other words, if we have been redeemed by the Lord, nothing can stand against us, nothing. But we have to believe that because the enemy is ferocious and he, the Lord has a plan, a way of escape. Next verse. He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him over for us all, how will he not also with him freely give us all things? This is the Father. He who did not spare his own son, Jesus, but delivered Jesus over for all of us, how will God the Father not also with Jesus freely give us all things? This is powerful powerful. Next verse. Who will bring a charge against God's elect? God is the one who justifies. Next. Who is the one who is the one who condemns? Christ Jesus is he who died, yes, rather who was raised, who is at the right hand of God, who also intercedes for us. Next. Who will separate us from the love of Christ? And this is where many of us get stuck and hang, get hung up? Will tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? Just as it is written, for your sake, we are being put to death all day long. 
we were considered as sheep to be slaughtered. Next. But in all these things, we overwhelmingly conquer through him who loved us. For I am convinced, the Lord says, I want you to be convinced, that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing will be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen? So, Father, we release these words on top of the Passion Translation, which is absolutely wonderful as well, over everyone in this place and everyone who is listening online. In Jesus' name, that we don't live there anymore. We are new creatures in Christ. Amen? Okay, everyone is released to go to the appropriate classes. I'm inviting you right now to turn in your Bibles, if you will. To 1 John 3.8. And we're going to put 1 John 3.8 up here. And I'm going to give you the text, the various texts that we're going to go through and touch on right now. And if you want to jot them down, you can. And I'm going to go through them. So if the first one is 1 John 3.8. As she puts it up. And the next one is going to be, I may change the order, but for your notes, it will be 2 Timothy 3. 1 through 17, 2 Timothy 3, 1 through 17, 2 Timothy 4, 1 through 5, and then various verses in Luke 13 and 14. I'm going to go through these. Luke 13 particularly, I'm going to highlight 15 and 16. So Luke 13, 15 and 16, verses 15 and 16. And then Luke 14, 1 through 6. Okay, those verses are going to be speaking to us today about what the Lord is telling us is happening, not only in the last days, but how we need to stand right now so that we're fully convinced and persuaded. This is a help for us to be fully and convinced and persuaded, as Paul was in Romans, of what I just read over all of us from Romans 8. 31 through 39. This is going to help support that for our own individual walk, the walk in our families that we are trying to navigate through all the time. And that includes, obviously, personal things going on between relatives, family members, also our finances, uh, the call on God in our life, various aspects of how we roll within the context of our family units. Maybe it's you individually with extended family. Maybe it's individuals within your immediate and extended family. The Lord has his way of bringing you into how he's trying to speak to each one of us because no one's alone and everyone is completely covered in the blood of the Lamb who know Jesus Christ. So I'm very excited about this. So this first verse, 1 John <clears throat> 3, 8, is very familiar. But it says, the one who practices sin is of the devil, for the devil has sinned from the beginning. That means that if our lifestyle continues 
to move towards sinful thinking, sinful actions, sinful direction, which is the wrong direction. The Lord is saying, no, the right direction is going to be the opposite of this. And we will not keep on moving towards a sinful existence in our mind, will, and emotions from God's perspective and what he's done in us supernaturally. Okay? I want you to think about what I just said there before we go on to the rest of the verse because it's very important. What the Lord is saying here, if we practice the sin, meaning it doesn't matter. There's no conviction. I'm going to keep going. I may stay in my confused state. I'm not interested in freedom, and we just keep moving that direction. That can be very dangerous, and that can be a signal. Either we may not know the Lord, or we are in such bondage having known the Lord that we need to be rescued. We need to be restored. The Lord knows. The Lord knows the hearts of each one of us, but he gives us individually marching orders, if you will, in the scripture as to how we are to posture ourselves Because we're here today, online and here, we're here listening to the word of God, going, huh. And we're receiving, we're stepping into worshiping the Lord, partaking in communion, etc. Okay, the Son of God appeared for this purpose to destroy the works of the devil. So 1 John 3, 8 is thrown around and sung, and yeah, we hold on to that. But it is very, very powerful. That one verse actually coming after the fact that God's laying out what it will look like as a new creature in Christ, what it's supposed to look like. Okay, first of all, our own spirit, our spirit man, not our innermost being with our mind, will, and emotions. I'm not talking about our soul there, but our spirit, our born-again spirit does not sin. But if we are not born again, we will continue to sin, and we will be held by the evil one, because we will continue to do what is designed for those who don't know Jesus to do. We will continue on that path. And it is a path of destruction. And so therefore, when the Lord rescues us, he brings us up and out into another place. And it's clear from his perspective. So when it says the Son of God appeared for this purpose, to destroy the works of the devil, when we think about our Father in heaven and how gracious he is and has been to not even spare his son, which we just read in Romans 8, but freely give us all things so that we could be freed, Jesus' life had a purpose. His life, his death, burial, and resurrection had a purpose to destroy the works of the devil. And he says, positionally, but also then he says to each one of us, that's your job when you're here on this earth, to recognize the work of the enemy and stand with me, says the Lord, to see them destroyed. And we're asking the Lord how to do that. But if we are messed up in our own understanding of the gospel, how can we step in and help others really get free? We get confused or remain confused, or we don't step into that which we are supposed to do and can do. So let me look at this again. The one who practices sin is of the devil. 
for the sin, for the devil has sinned from the beginning. So it's indicating a tie with the father of lies that hasn't been broken yet. God wants to break that. He wants to break it for all of us. Jesus did that at the cross. So we need to understand what he did, and then we step in and we believe, we receive. And then we move forward in advance. So it, the Bible says the Son of God appeared for this purpose to destroy the works of the devil. We come into agreement with that, and we recognize that we are being transferred into the kingdom of our Father, the kingdom of his dear Son, which is the Father of lights giving us graciously all things. And when we're children, we're trying to figure this out. When we're spiritual children of the Lord, when we belong to him, we're still trying to figure it out. But the difference is it's not a mental figuring, it is a spiritual place. So the Lord is giving us that spiritual assurance, you belong to me. And it's a place of peace. And then the Lord unfolds this in our life as we go along. So <clears throat> with that in mind, I want to just stop for a moment with this scripture. Think about this. Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil. I'm remembering what was just read over me from um, Romans chapter 8. I really encourage you to, to read Romans chapter 8 on your own and and spend time with the Lord in that chapter because it is about life in the spirit. It starts at the beginning and then it takes us to the end. There's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Wow. So we are not condemned, but we are also walking with our heavenly father and we've crossed over into that place and the enemy will try to interrupt that or believing that, receiving that, Remember, there are seven chapters prior to, to chapter 8 in Romans. So the first seven chapters are dealing with the very beginning of what God says about the world, Jesus, us, sin, and then takes us over to what life in the Spirit is going to look like. It's, it's so amazing, so I want to encourage you to do that. Um, as I was asking the Lord about today and where we're going <clears throat> with what he wants to release today, I was reminded also of two weeks ago, not last week, but the week before that when I was up here, I was speaking about um, Acts 1-8, and I was speaking about the beginning of the early church, beginning of what dunamis power would look like for us in the church. Jesus carried dunamis power <laughs> all the way through his life but for us to be able to have the Spirit of God living on the inside of us and for the Holy Spirit to come upon us and ignite us to be witnesses. So we spoke a lot about that. Spoke a little bit about 2 Timothy 3, 1 through 5, particularly chapter 5, dealing with the last days and what the Lord is wanting to warn us about so that we are not uh, thinking in ways that would match up with the world match up with pharisaical thinking, match up with anything that, you know, looks kind of fun and pretty and I feel kind of good, but the power of God isn't there. That's the way the enemy can work in our life. Keep us down, keep us down, keep us down. So 
I also, <clears throat> there were a couple other scriptures, but I want to say that um, last week, or last time I was up here, I also spoke about Patricia King and the Dunamis Conference and encouraged each one of us to, to walk out listening to that, watching that, whatever you can do, because I know we're all busy, but whatever you can do, because the Lord seems to, to have an overall plan, overarching plan to help us so that we're not fooled, to help us so that we're most effective in the way that we are growing and us helping others out, okay? So the Dunamis Conference is a tool, a very powerful tool, and I just am going to flash on the screen right up here again, not go over it, not go through it. An invitation for you, if you weren't here <clears throat> or you didn't get an email giving information about that, you're free to screenshot that right now. I'm going to put it up, or Ash, uh, Tiana's going to put it up right now. And after she puts that up, there will also be a list that Ashley has put together for us um, that highlights who the speakers are on what day and what sessions, because that's helpful. I'm finding myself going, oh, I want to watch Heidi, or gee, that was helpful when I was listening to Randy Clark or whatever. Where was that again? And I'm very familiar with this conference, so I thought that might be helpful for you. So those would be the two items that you would want to catch with your phone if you're interested. So the first one is this, you can scan for the full playlist or visit PK's YouTube page. So if you grab that, if you don't have that in your phone, that will be helpful. Some people are doing that right now, so we'll just give it a moment. Yeah. If that's something you want to pursue, it'll be good, it'll be helpful. Everybody got that? Okay, the next screen will be helpful. Ah. And there's the list I sent to Ashley. Did she give it to you? Okay, it's, we don't, well, we're going through each day. Is that how she has it for you? Okay, well, it's different for me, but go ahead. D uh, wait a minute, they want, a, they want a screenshot. I thought it was all on one. I gave her one text. So since there are three days, let's do it that way. It's been changed. Let's go back to day one. So go ahead and screenshot that if you're interested. That will be helpful. I just have one text, and I just use that one, but that's okay. This will be better for people. Okay, got that. Next one. Day two is coming. Okay, got that. Just people are still doing that. Okay, and day three. There you go. Something that will be helpful for you. So day three is coming up. Okay, I see a lot of cell phones out, so good. This is helpful. Okay, so just continuing on, another <clears throat> mention I want to make, we're looking, at to s we're looking to see whether or not there's time for us to offer um, a class again another six-week opportunity we'll see for the unoffendable class. Um, we did this in the summertime. <coughs> Rachel taught most of it, and then there was one other, I think it was uh, the Maxfields, if I'm not mistaken, took one of the sessions. 
but it's really important right now <clears throat> if we if we are caring or not understanding how offense works against us against Romans 8:28 against Romans the entire chapter of Romans it works against us and so if we're trying to move forward in Romans 8 not just 28 all things work together for good for those who love God who are called according to their purpose then many times offense in our heart that, that takes different forms will keep us from really seeing the truth and we can be blindsided and blinded so this is the workbook and this book right here is the textbook if you will and I've just been reading through again because I'm <clears throat> familiar with it I encourage you to get that out and keep that because in this season I was asking the Lord for this season what are you telling us and he told me three things very clearly this is the season right now that we are in that he is calling us uh, to respond to his doubling down I heard that word somewhere in the dunamis but I liked it doubling down focusing if you will on who Jesus is who he says we are and what he has done for us what blessings we have let me say those three areas again so you can get them you can jot them down take notes that in this season of focus and concentration doubling down if you will doubling down the Lord is saying it's very important to focus on who Jesus is and who he says we are and what he says we have what he's given us what can we have who are we in him those three areas and those are the areas that the enemy will hit all three and he will do anything he can to water us down completely now before we get into second uh, Timothy chapter 3 and 4 I want to mention something back years ago when I was starting to study the Bible really spent a lot of time on the last days end times I was in groups taught it you know many times thinking about that not understanding the love <clears throat> of the Lord to the to, to the degree now all these years later that we that we are learning and receiving and worshiping and standing in but one thing that I found that a lot of teachers of the last days and a lot of study materials and such would speak out is that in the last days which we're in the last days how far in the last days we can talk about that another time but everything that is opposing life and godliness because the Lord says I have come to give you everything everything given to you life and godliness life and godliness which is in second Peter chapter 1 life and godliness everything will be opposed before Jesus comes back everything will be opposed to life and godliness so it would be death and godlessness okay because that's what the scripture says so frequency and intensity frequency and intensity of all the things that deal with the end moving towards the end when Jesus comes back 
is what the enemy will try to bring towards us, increasing every dark thing more often and more intensely. Everything in the last days will increase from the negative perspective in frequency more often and intensity. You may, a person or a group or a nation may feel like, ah, this is just constant, I'm constantly in a battle, oh my gosh. And it feels so hard and bad. It doesn't mean that the enemy hasn't done that before. But towards the end, that will happen. So, what is the Lord doing in this season? He's increasing us in frequency and intensity. Okay? It's the same from the, say, the perspective of words to define the season we're in, but way different. And that's why the Lord is focusing, I believe, on Romans 8, speaking to us. And he's saying, you need to be aware of what will cause you to stumble, what will cause you to be tripped up, what will cause others to stumble, what will cause others to be tripped up. Because if Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil, then Jesus came to set us free so we can be used to free others. Make sense? So frequency and intensity is where we're going to focus today on the frequency for our hearts and the intensity of our souls of lining up with the word of God so that we can recognize the pitfalls that are coming towards us. Troy, can you grab that for me right there, please? Okay. So I was when the Lord was showing me that, <clears throat> I wanted to... Highlight 2 Timothy 3, 1 through 17. Thank you. So we can turn to that. 2 Timothy 3, 1 through 17. Because we all know that the Lord is zeroing us in in the scriptures and saying, listen, you need to be doers of the word. You need to be hearers of the word. You need to understand the word. The word, the word, the word, the word, the word. In my presence. The word, the word, the word, the word. In my presence. If we are not flowing together in the word, understanding the word, even when we're in the presence of God, if we do not line our lives up <clears throat> with the word of God as we're in the presence, we will not be at peace. We will not be in rest. There will be a lack of peace. There'll be a lack of rest. Lack of peace, lack of rest. Okay? So let's look at this in Second Timothy 3, 1 through 17. Second Timothy 3, 1 through 17, there are many, many scriptures here defining what it will look like in more of the last days. But what the, the purpose for us going through this is not to say, aha, is to take a look at our own lives because the Lord is saying, I want to increase in you in frequency and intensity what I'm saying I want to do inside of you. What I say what I'm saying that I want to reveal to you so that 
great wisdom will become your portion. The spirit of the fear of the Lord, as we heard this morning, will become your everyday go-to, become part of you, so that you're very wise in what you say, what you don't say. You're very, very wise in what you do and what you don't do. And the Lord, he will lead us and guide us. He will let us know when something, many times, when something is coming and he's warning us, be very careful what you say, what you do. Because what we think, if it is not led by Spirit of God, can be used by the enemy to turn and to twist and to limit our spiritual understanding and effectiveness. Not good, because that's what the enemy is. You know, he's a, he's a liar. He's a thief. So we're increasing in who Jesus is, who Jesus says we are, and what Jesus says we have, or you have, in frequency and intensity. Okay? In other words, we're increasing. So if I say to you, or you watch a video or something like that, if I say to you, well, Patricia King is a person who's bringing in 30 people who are speaking about the dunamis power of God, there's something that can be helpful for us in these last days dealing with the power that we need to be effectively working through us. And that people <clears throat> that she is choosing in this particular conference to release an impartation of understanding and a release of power, it behooves us to, to consider whether or not this would be helpful for us, okay? It's an idea, it's a thought. There are many places and people, but this is helpful. And it piggybacks this living unoffendably in an unoffendable lifestyle. So in 2 Timothy um, chapter 3, it's very interesting because difficult times will come. And I want to read through them rather quickly, but yet just to get the idea inside of us so that we're aware that we could fall into any of these categories or might be there. Because the Lord is calling us into the place of peace and rest while we battle. So if we don't understand what that is or we're not living that effectively, we can be used to cause more problems for ourselves and for others. Because the enemy knows the word of God but doesn't care about it. He knows. He knows every word in here, but doesn't care and doesn't believe that it's true for in terms of humbling and serving Almighty God. We already know that. So let's go through this. But realize that in the last days, difficult times will come, for men will be lovers of self, money. They will be boastful, arrogant, revilers, disobedient to parents, ungrateful, unholy. Leave that up there. Men will become or be more concerned about me, myself, my life, my future, my past, my situation, me. It's like, whoa. When in the Christian life, we are called to look at who he is. If we are not looking at who he is, we will not follow him. So he is making himself known so that we will follow him. And we as pastors and leaders and all of us here as parents and grandparents and aunts and uncles and cousins and friends and sisters and brothers, 
need to be doing the same, being aware that when we read a list like this, the Lord is speaking to each one of us so that we're well aware that but for the Lord himself, these could be the places that, that we could fall into or even better, we have been delivered out of. So we are so grateful and thankful going, yes, God, oh, thank you. Because that thankful heart will be part of the increase in frequency. Oh, I'm so thankful for who you are, what you've done, what I carry, what you've given me, Jesus. And intensity. You're overwhelming me with that. I am so thankful. I am so grateful. I am so uh, absolutely undone because this is who you are. You're revealing who you are to me. Oh, my gosh. And what you've done, and what I have, and who I am, all of that together. The point is, is that we're focusing on the frequency and intensity of the Lord, releasing that to us, in us, through us, pulling it up out of us. Okay? So I can say, Lord, I need eyes to see to see the gold in that man, to see the gold in that woman, to see the gold in that person there, and then be able to see what God wants to do with that so that people would become free. All right? So it's very simple. I saw something recently on Facebook that said, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, all your strength, and you'll love others like you love yourself, meaning, I get it, God. That's how much you love me. I'm so grateful that I made in your image. And it's causing me to love you more. And anything that does not fit into that, that scripture, which is Mark 12, 30 and 31, is sin. Oh, so I want to step away from that because I don't want to sin. I don't want any breach. I don't want that for my life. So when we're talking about things of the Lord, they're for us personally, enabling us then to step out, see the gold in others, and know how to bring people into freedom in the way that God said will be helpful. So we're going down the Lord's path the right way and not crashing or lead anybody, leading anybody else into more crashing. So, for men will be, in these last days, lovers of self, money, lovers of money, boastful, arrogant, revilers, disobedient to parents, ungrateful, unholy, keep going, unloving, irreconcilable, malicious gossips, without self-control, brutal, haters of good, treacherous, reckless, conceited, Lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. Holding to a form of godliness, although they have denied its power. Avoid such men as these. For among them are those who enter into households, captivate weak women, weighed down with sins, led on by various impulses. Always learning, this is very important, but never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Trying to learn, trying to say, okay, 
making some progress maybe, but never entering into the side of truth that only comes through repentance. Repentance is essential. We will not come into the truth without repentance because that's what the Lord tells us. We'll look at that in a minute because repentance involves change of direction this way. It involves a change of thinking going this direction from the Greek word metaneo for repentance. So that is what's absolutely necessary, and then the Lord provides the faith for people to come out of bondage. Okay, next verse. Just as John Ace and Jambres opposed Moses, so these men also oppose the truth. This is an example that is given here in, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, in Timothy, of how this is played out at that time. So people are not going, huh? He's giving them an example of people that kept opposing truth. We're not talking about a circumstantial event. This is the truth of God, the truth that God says, I want you to learn how to live this way. I want you to walk in the power that I actually raised from the dead, went to heaven so that I could be with the Father <laughs> and then send to you the Holy Spirit who will come upon you, raise up in you, and you'll do the greater works. So Holy Spirit, Jesus actually birthed a church that was on fire. Think about that. Jesus birthed a church that was our church, us, that was on fire. That's the dunamis power of God. If Jesus lives inside by his spirit, comes upon us, boom, everything can change. If that's all watered down in our own mind through the accuser of the brethren, gossip, the list is up here. Lover of self, monies, revilers, disobedient to parents, boom, 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 the list is on, I don't need to read it again. Then we can't come into the truth to say, Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil. I am free. I am not bound by my past. You help me clean up my mess, God, but it's you through my life, right? Everything that's done in the flesh will get fleshly results. If we, if we step out in the spirit, we get spiritual results, always. That's our God is so good. A thankful, grateful heart will make a big difference all the way around. Let's keep going. One second, if just uh, in verse 8, just as Janes and Jean Brace opposed Moses, so these men also opposed the truth. Men of depraved minds rejected in regard to the faith. Th this is very important because the enemy's after our mind. There are mind-binding spirits that want to fill our mind with things that will keep us from the truth. You're opposed to the truth, the truth that will set us free. You shall know the truth. The truth will set you free so that you can step in in freedom and help others become free. It's not hard. In other words, it's simple. It may not be easy. Let me put it a different way. It's simple. The gospel is simple. It's powerful. But sometimes it's not easy. But it is very powerful 
to break every encumbrance. If not, we're just doing this on our own strength and we're all gonna wear out and say, hope he did okay. No, the Lord said, as we go on, we will walk in greater power, greater authority, greater freedom. And he says, I created you for that. Don't miss it. Keep going. I don't live there anymore. That's not who I am. Keep going. And the Lord will take care of things as we step into everything he says to do pertaining to life and godliness, which is what we received from 2 Peter chapter 1. You can jot that down and go back and read it. I don't have time to go through it with you right now. Okay. But they will not make further progress for their folly will be obvious to all, just as Johnny's and Jambres' folly was also. Everyone will see. The Lord is saying, I am rescuer. I am restorer. My way. It's my way, <laughs> not your way. But none of us, none of us can escape the path that God has for us and try to do it a different way. The Lord is the Lord is the Lord. And, but he's so good because he believes in us. And those who are filled with the power and the presence of the Spirit of God, unite yourself around people like that because they will believe in you and help anyone who's thinking is not right so they can help you in the right way so that you will not stay or someone would not stay in offense, which involves unforgiveness, lack of repentance, accusation from the pit of hell inside our thinking and unthankfulness. It's like, whoa, this is, I get it. Let the Lord bring the revelation right now through the spoken word to each one of us. It's right here in the scripture. Thank you, Lord. Now, you followed my teaching, conduct, purpose, faith, patience, love, perseverance. Keep that there. Now, you followed me. You followed my teaching, my conduct, purpose, faith, patience, love, perseverance. In other words, he's laying out here for all believers. He's saying, listen, there is a path. It's clear. Don't deviate from that. The narrow road will get you there. But also, what I, which I love, is that if this is a year of the open door, and this is the decade of the, the open mouth, <clears throat> then the Lord is saying, I'm moving quickly. If you will move with me according to my word and my power, you will humble yourself and repent Take each thing that you're hearing going, yes, 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 from the scriptures, from the spoken word of truth, then I will move you quickly. I will accelerate you because this is the year where I am doing that. But if you don't have eyes to see that, you might try to make it happen your own way. It won't work because flesh begets flesh. Spirit begets spirit. So I am so encouraged, again, taking it back, and repeating this so that we hear this, that <clears throat> in the last days, you can read through in Matthew 24. I'm not going through it. The last days, everything will be increasing. Wars and rumors of wars and, and um, irreconcilable differences and all the things actually we just read in Second Timothy up to this point. 
we read that. That's going to increase, and it's going to feel like, ah, I thought we were past that, but we're not. Why? Because there's something still operating that's not okay, and God is saying, I'm going to give you eyes to see it. Do it my way. Remember who you are. Remember who Jesus is, who you are, who he says you are, and you'll be okay. Not only will you be okay, but you will be able to help others be okay. So in this year, even if rough times come, which a lot of people are saying, okay, 2024, right now is okay, if you think about that. Here we are. We're not shut down. We're not closed down. We don't have bombs in America, that type of thing. We're okay. But if something started to progress in a way that we're going, ah, don't you think the Lord is saying, listen, get in the word, listen to what's being said, and receive it wholeheartedly. Worship me in spirit and in truth, and you'll be okay. So the promise is those who follow in the Lord's thinking and the Lord's path and plan will be okay no matter what happens. I like that. Now, you followed my teaching, conduct, purpose, faith, patience, love, perseverance, persecutions, and sufferings. Oh, we better identify that well. What are persecutions? Persecuted for doing good? Persecuted because we just don't like things people say? What, what is persecution? Let's define persecution and suffering from Jesus' perspective. He was clean inside. And that's what the Lord is saying. S get clean, stay clean, and move forward. And if you're persecuted for any of that or any of your past, then the Lord is saying, listen, okay, I am going to solve your problems. Follow my path. He's so good. He's trying to get to all of us to say, come on, kids, get on, stay on my boat. Get right here so you're sailing properly. Get in my, on my road, if you will. And so you're going down the right path. You're not going up the wrong path. You're not driving in the wrong direction. No. Drive in the right direction. Do the right things with yourself, family, friends, and things will be better. And he will give you more revelation of how big he is. As we are thankful. So I am repeating some things so that we can think about these and get them. Persecution, suffering, such as happen, what happened to me at Antioch, Iconium, and Lystra. What persecutions I endured, and out of them all the Lord rescued me. Can you see that? Out of them all the Lord rescued me. Out of them all the Lord rescued me. All. So that rescuer we love, that restorer we submit to, his name is Jesus, by the power of the Holy Spirit, will fulfill his word. So when we read Romans 8, we will be completely undone. Every word, we could spend the next 10 years in Romans 8 and read it in every version possible. It's like, wow, that is how great you are. And we will own it. And guess what? We will become so filled with him that others will wonder what happened to her. What happened to him? If we do things the way we've always done things, the ones who need to receive from who you have become won't receive. Maybe a little bit. The Lord is saying, step in. Step in 
to making the right changes as we listen to the word of God, we'll be convicted by that. Next. Indeed, all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. But evil men and imposters will proceed from bad to worse, deceiving and being deceived. Deceiving and being deceived. So the Lord is saying deception is, in the last days, is going to come, and we have to be able to recognize it without pointing fingers, but recognize what truly deception will be. People who are of a different faith, they are blinded, and they can be the nicest people on the planet, but they're still blinded to the truth. People who are Christians, real Christians who are born again, can they be deceived? So the Lord is saying, pay really close attention to these words, and we know how to pray. Can our children be blinded to the truth? So what we want to do is pray accordingly because we have authority and power. And this is the year of doubling down to receive everything and to walk in everything. This is what we were saying. And our adherence to the idea of the last days of the revelation of Jesus, again, who he is, who Jesus really is, and we become that message. Wow, you really are that way. What you say about me, who I am in him, and what he's given me, those three areas will increase in frequency and intensity, just like the last days. But it won't be equal. It won't be like, oh, devil's doing this, Jesus is doing that. We will, we will be in a, just a tsunami of truth, of favor of God, we're going to see things happen. It's like, how did that happen? How did God line that up? How could that be? I, only he could do this, and it's going to be day by day by day by day by day of increase. So it's a huge increase. And the Lord says, do you see it? Do you recognize it? Do you speak about it? Do you, do you live it? Do others see it in your life? Do you tell them about it? Because you're going to draw in those who are weaker into going, you think that's God. It is. Wow. So it's, it's, it's an avalanche of God's power and love. Power and love. Acts 1.8, but on steroids. And the Lord is saying, seek after me that way. Seek me. Seek me. Seek me. Watch your children change. Watch your grandfather change. Watch your aunt change. Watch people change. Because you're changing Sometimes you're very quiet, but other times more demonstrative and really get that. There's, this is for you, Carl. I've just thought about this, and i trying to remember who it was, was speaking very strongly. It, it was Robert Hodgkins, and he was speaking very strongly and clearly about the Lyme disease that he went through and all of that, and he's at the end speaking about that, and then Patricia King came and just went after it in the spirit, and I really was thinking about what we've talked about. He does not have Lyme disease, just saying. You may want to consider that, okay? Be helpful. But evil men and imposters, that's okay, keep going. You, however, continue in the things you have learned and become convinced of. Read that over again to yourself. I'll read it out loud. You, however, continue in the things you have learned and become convinced of, knowing from whom you have learned them. Obviously, (laughs) 
our great apostle Paul is so strong and speaking things out, but he's also speaking to us, okay? Because we're learning through people's lives in the scripture, but he's getting it straight from heaven. Continue on. And that from childhood, you have known the sacred writings which are able to give you the wisdom that leads to salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. From childhood, from childhood, some of us, go back to your childhood, think, what did God do inside of me that has been buried or that I think about lightly? Maybe some things that the enemy has done. Okay, but the Lord is big enough to cover everything even hurts and pains from the past through, not through a book, but through the idea of forgiveness, of holiness, of realizing what has Jesus done to enable me to get free from all emotional pain, all trauma, everything. The Lord has done it all. Jesus is enough. All scripture is inspired by God and profitable. All scripture Get this in your spirit for teaching everybody who's around you. Use the scriptures at home for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness. Next. So that, there's a reason for it. Many times we don't go to the scripture. So that the man of God or woman of God may be adequate, equipped for every good work. So we're going to use the word in our homes, with each other, by ourselves, say, this is, this is what you say, this is who I'm becoming. This is who you are, Jesus. This is what you think of me. This is who I am. I'm walking in it. This is what you've given me, and I'm not letting go of it. We become very dangerous that way, and we don't slow down the process. Can we slow things down? Yes, we can, because we're not believing fully in the, maybe with the path that we're on or even the frequency and intensity. The good frequency, good intensity. Things are gonna happen in the last days, increasing in frequency and intensity. I was taught that decades ago and I never forgot it. But I was thinking about that and praying through that this week. And the Lord said, speak on the frequency and intensity of 2024. Speak on that, which I am. But notice how the enemy's going to sneak in to try to stop us in any way possible. Amen. Chapter 4, first couple of verses, and then we're going to close. I solemnly charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead by his appearing and his kingdom. It says, preach the word. Okay? Preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Preach the word. Preach the word. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with great patience and instruction. Those words, let's look at them again. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with great patience and instruction. Verse 3. For the time will come when the people around, it's it's not you. It's for the, the world we live in right now, but the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine because they want their ears tickled. They want someone to agree with how miserable they are, okay? But wanting to have their ears tickled, they will accumulate for themselves teachers in accordance with their own desires. And this is a trap. 
for many Christians who will not take the steps to help people get free in the way that God says, in the manner in which he says. It's very important right here. They will accumulate for themselves teachers in accordance with their own desires because the desires will win. If they, and that's our call. And then finally, in four and five, they will turn away their ears from the truth and then believe myths. They won't listen to the truth. So we pray, we intercede, but we also take the steps that we've heard here. Because the, what does the Lord want to do? Increase everyone. Those who are struggling, those maybe who aren't, he still wants to increase in frequency of revelation of Jesus, what he's done, who we are in him, and what he's given us. And intensity, it's going to become stronger and stronger and stronger. So that's who we are. So when people are around us, you know, they may see this person standing there, but you're a roaring lion or a lioness on the inside. But you, be sober in all things, endure hardship, do the work of an evangelist, fulfill your ministry. Still very important. Do what you're supposed to do right now. If the Lord is setting up divine appointments, follow his leading. Because the impulses from Holy Spirit can be masqueraded, okay, by an angel of darkness that we have an impulse to say or to do. And the freer we are on the inside, we will recognize the wrong impulse. So that the right impulse, the impulse of Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit voice, will be our rear guard and our front guard as well. Amen? It's very important. So, Father, I just thank you for the word today. And I thank you, Father, that you are increasing us in frequency and intensity in this season, particularly this year right now. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you for giving us marching orders, showing us through your word what you think of us, who you are, who we are in you. Thank you, Father, and what you've given us to hold fast to, that we would be able to say, thank you, Lord, praise you, Lord, and that we will increase in awareness. And when your impulsive voice inside of us is speaking, Lord, we'll know it's you, and we won't be deceived, and we won't deceive others. Thank you, Lord, because we care more about what you say and what you do than anything else in our lives and that you will spill into us, spill through us in a way that will touch our families, touch our ministries, touch our finances, and that this will be a great year of acceleration and a great year of increase, that we would walk with the tsunami power, the dunamis power of Holy Spirit inside of us, being willing to move, to change, to rethink what we have thought before, to consider things differently, to realize that the accuser of the brethren is lurking, ready to pounce at any moment that we decide that we're going to hold fast to what he says. So, Father, I thank you for the new level of freedom right now inside of us that you're bringing through the word. And, Father, that this will open us up to search the scriptures in a way 
that will bless us and the people around us. A new day, a new way. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that we will view you differently. We will view our families differently. We will view ministry differently. It will all be wrapped up around you and what you say in your word. Thank you for adjusting our thinking and that our minds are being renewed today in a new way. We're being transformed right now by the renewing of our minds individually so that we would know what that good and perfect will of God is and that we would be used to prove it. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord, for your cleansing, for your healing. Thank you, Father, for the advancement of righteousness in our lives right now, in peace and Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord, Holy Spirit, joy. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Father, that you're bringing us into a new place of resting in the truth of the gospel of the kingdom and fighting as you tell us how to fight in battle powerfully. Thank you that we are forgiven and we are cleansed. And we thank you, Father, that we can walk very powerfully before you and others with these truths. We can look people in the eyes because, Jesus, you have done such a great work in us. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Teach us, Lord, the depths of forgiveness. Thank you, Father. Teach us that we would understand the effects, the deadly effects of offense, the deadly effects of unforgiveness and ungratefulness, the deadly effects. Teach us, Lord, so that we would be wise as serpents and gentle as doves. We just call in, Father, what you want to do and accomplish on this day through all that's happened, and we say yes and amen. Thank you, Lord. Let it be. Let it be, Holy Spirit. Let your word ring loudly and reign in our hearts and minds today in a new way that we will be led to examine your word, tear it apart, knowing that as we do, more power will be released in us and through us. Thank you, Father. Let it be. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you all. Amen. Yeah. Good word.